what's inside. Discovering what you're made of and making the most of it with professional coach Ken Edwards. Helping you understand your gifts, honing your leadership skills, sharpening your natural instinct so you can enjoy a more fulfilling life. Welcome back to another episode of the What's Inside podcast. I'm your host, Eric Nordoff, and I'm here with Ken Edwards. Ken, good to see you again. Hey, Eric. Well, we're having a good time talking about, we talked just recently about the negative self-talk that we all do and how to address it, how to find freedom with it, from it. And now we're kind of moving into a part two discussion about commitments, agreements, and vows. That's right. And I say it in that order because it seems as though it, we're, we're kind of taking it from smallest to largest in terms of impact. Yes. And just to kind of get you oriented to the topic, we're not talking about contracts and physical business tools. Right, right. We're talking about what goes on inside our head. Mm-hmm. how we occupy the space between our ears Mm -hmm. because that's what most good coaching is really focused on is how to get ourselves out of our own way. Mm -hmm. And so when we talk about commitments, agreements, and vows, it's important. Uh, These are, these are good things, but they also can be bad things, right? There's healthy, healthy commitments, agreements, and vows. There's unhealthy, right? Like I can make a commitment to show up to my son's, event Mm -hmm. or I can make an agreement with a friend. Mm -hmm. Um, My marriage vows are important to me (laughs) and um, those are all really good things. Yeah. But there's a whole nother layer that's a lot darker that we um, need to kind of push up to the surface of um, commitments, agreements, vows that we make um, with Satan. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not like this formal contract, like a blood oath that we're signing, right? right? It's how he invades our space mm-hmm. and who we are. Um, a story that I'll tell you for myself um, uh, is, as you all know, if you've been listening, I'm dyslexic. Didn't find out till I was in college. Um, <clears throat> and so uh, this story happened when I was in third grade. I... Uh, had already been identified as a slow reader, was in the slow reader group, which is no fun. Mm-hmm. That's the group that everyone <laughs> listens to to make fun of when you're reading, right? So um, I was in this in my little group doing out loud reading. Right. And um, and I could hear other kids snickering because it was just brutal. Oh, and so it was, tough. It was shaming and all this stuff. Self-conscious as well. And so here, as a third grader, I made a vow. Mm. I'm like, I will never look stupid again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so um, it was heavy, mm-hmm. even a little boy. You mm-hmm. imagine just a little boy sitting in. Yeah. I was probably eight, eight. years old. Mm-hmm. And, but that was my commitment and vow. And, um, and so I did everything in my power for years and years to not look stupid. Mm-hmm. So, um, one of the things I would do is when we did the the round robin reading groups, mm-hmm. um, I would anticipate which direction the teacher was going to go because <laughs> the teachers were product were predictable. Yeah, right. Predictable. Yeah. So I would sit either to her right or to her left, depending on which way she had gone 
the last time, the last group. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and my hope was that we'd run out of time and I wouldn't have to read, which more times than not, I got away with it. Oh, really? Wow! Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember you know sitting in Sunday school at church and everyone would have to read a verse, mm-hmm. and so I would count. Mm. Okay, little Johnny's reading verse five. <laughs> Okay, I'm you know third, so I'm eight. Right, you know, right, right. It was always you would not be paying attention at all to what was being said. Oh no, you were so consumed with. I was panicked. Yeah, because like they're gonna find me out. They're gonna yeah. find that I'm dumb. Yes, and, um, and so I would read and reread and reread mm-hmm. that verse. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came my turn, I could read it pretty fluidly. Yeah, and. Um, and so, yeah, I, I just did all those kinds of things. So you can think about the anxiety, stress, and effort at eight years old, mm. you know, a little guy going through that. Tons it, of anxiety. It, yeah. Oh, it was awful. Mm-hmm. And um, and so one of my strategies, which was actually really helpful, is if I came across a word I didn't know or heard someone using it in language, I just was bold and like, what does that word mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so they would tell me, and I would – Practice it. Yeah. I memorize it, uh-huh. and so it became part of my spoken vocabulary. So I could speak really well mm-hmm. and can handle a conversation mm-hmm. because it was a way to hide. Yeah, it was a way to protect myself. Interesting. If you know when the report cards came out, kids would talk about their grades. I never spoke of my grades because mm-hmm. I figured out that if you didn't speak and you were coy, they assumed you got straight A's and didn't want to brag about it right so right. They, they you got all this kind of positive affirmation mm-hmm, <laughs> for mm-hmm. a lie <laughs> or a hidden that's thing. interesting yeah and um and i didn't have to tell them what my grades were so my related story to that is i learned early on i think it was in uh, maybe uh middle school uh deflection mm-hmm. i learned how to deflect people's questions so whenever somebody like I would, uh, in order to avoid, I didn't want to be known or discovered or found out to be less than somehow I had made an agreement that I was um, maybe less than or not an interesting person or something mm-hmm. not quite clear. I've I'm not quite sure exactly what, what it was, but somehow I just had a lower view of myself Yeah, and so I would always try to be the first one to ask questions. So I got really good at asking questions and and I learned over time that actually it was a great skill to have because you could deflect away from yourself. Um, and people would feel good about the course that everyone likes to be asked questions and wants to be, you know, wants to talk about the most people do want to talk about themselves. Um, and then there's the rare occasion where I would ask a question and the other person was probably dealing with the same thing and wanting to deflect. So they would ask questions about me. And so it was just a constant, like (laughs) we never learned anything about each other. (laughs) It's like you're fighting with swords. (laughs) Right. We're like, we're like having a fight of who can, who can take more interest in the other person. (laughs) But really what was behind it when I was a kid was I just deflected. I didn't, I didn't feel that I was worth talking much about. I didn't feel like I had a lot to contribute. And it's really sad in a way, you know, just Mm -hmm. there was a sort of sense of sadness and was a covering up and a hiding a way of deflecting. 
um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate to this. Yeah. Yeah. So I would encourage you to take some time. And um, I think we mentioned in the last episode that this is kind of the cousin to mm-hmm. negative self-talk. Mm-hmm. Often these things kind of feed off of one another. Mm-hmm. But I do like talking about it separately because this you really are making this commitment or agreement mm-hmm. um, uh, or vow about self-protection mm-hmm. or about a falsehood mm-hmm. about yourself. Yeah. Um, and, um, and so you're, um, you're, it's like putting your paddle in the water. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember canoeing with one of my boys and he wasn't paying attention. He just was dragging his paddle in the water. <laughs> so just would, <laughs> I was in the back. You'd be veering off. <laughs> yeah. And so I had to over, I'm like, of course, being a loving dad, get your bat out of the water. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, or uh, I remember once being in our ski boat as a kid, and we'd forgotten to pull up the anchor. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we'd taken off, and it was like, what is wrong with the boat? Right. It's slow. <laughs> it was like boggy. It's like really dangerous to do. Yeah. And, um, and I noticed the, the anchor was down. Mm-hmm. And so um, – that's kind of what these kinds of things do. They're they're a little larger mm-hmm. structures on the inside of our spirit, mm-hmm. um, in our mind. Yeah, that we um, uh, that changes our course. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation with a coaching client last week, and um, he was um, pretty upset about something that happened, and we started. He said, I want to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And we we kind of drilled down, and there was a family of origin story. It doesn't matter what it was, but it was um, one that um, was a mix of you know critical and just kind of overlooked or ignored. And his um, uh, agreement, I would say, is that I'm going to overcome this with performance. Mm. And so he would overfunction, has a long history of overfunctioning and, you know, working long hours, really smart guy, super successful because, man, this is what our world wants, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, kind of broken people are going to work their tail off. Right. It's, it, we're making agreements with, with the broken world, you know, when we do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so um, we just started kind of pulling that apart. A bit, mm-hmm. and so we can easily try to fix. Like I was overfunctioning in a different way, mm-hmm. where I'm like I was so busy hiding and avoiding. And I loved your story because I learned to do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. I would deflect, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's part of probably why we like to pat each other on the back so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's probably true. Um, it's why I prefer to do an interview. Than I do talking about myself still to yeah. this day, mm-hmm. but I've I've overcome that for sure, and now I'm just like blah 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 blah, telling I'm talking too much about myself sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got to tone it down a little bit. But no, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> um. So, uh, recognizing the the commitments, agreements, vows, understanding what they are in your life, really is a spiritual problem, I believe. Mm. It's the kind of thing that we need to repent from. Mm. Um, and 
that's that was what I did when I saw the vow. God really helped me see it mm. that I made this thing that was I was saying I will take care of this. Mm. I am going to believe this over God or it's going to be my problem to solve. Mm-hmm. Instead of entering into the struggle, mm. I wound up kind of shutting down about the struggle mm. and kind of lived in this lie that internally I believed I was stupid. Mm-hmm. And that persisted for mm, 20, not quite 20 years, mm. maybe 15 and a half, um, 18 and somewhere in there. And, um, and so um, all that time, I believe, no, it's a good 20 years. Plus, wow. yeah, not that that matters, but mm-hmm. that's I a like long to, time. I like to get it right. <laughs> um, uh, that was a reference to our last. Episode. Yes, if you listen to the last episode, you would understand. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I had this giant anchor that had totally distorted my actual value and my sense of self. Mm-hmm. I was so insecure. But externally, it was so well scrubbed, no one knew it. It was an idol of yourself. Absolutely. And that's what you had to repent for. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, it's not a one-time thing though, isn't it? It's just, it's a, it's an ongoing, the first time you realize it, it's, it's a big deal. Right. You repent from it, but then it's easy to pick up again if you're just not aware. Right. And you want to address this in a very similar way to addressing the negative self-talk. Mm. It really is about catching the behavior, catching all the tentacles mm. that are there mm-hmm. and really working against that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the real antidote is trusting God, but also moving and accepting your identity in him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And surrender as always, it comes yeah. down to a posture of surrender and letting go um, of a lot of a lot of this stuff. You know, let's talk about this commitments you know, from a sc- on a scale uh, level. So, level one is commitments. Yeah, I frequently, I probably do this most often um, because I don't see it as a as a um, as a bigger as a big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but any time that that uh that that I'm having a conversation with someone the opportunity to make a commitment mm-hmm. is there right. a commitment to the person and a commitment to myself mm-hmm. and over the years I was when I was younger I I was I made agree uh, I made agreements and mostly commitments a lot mm-hmm. but I wasn't aware of the consequences of that commitment I wasn't I, I would say yes and then I would what is it re- uh fire ready aim or mm-hmm. whatever the, the yeah. term is it's kind of it was out of order right. and i wouldn't i wouldn't uh learn how to aim i didn't know what i was aiming for so i was just say yes it was only after i started getting into the thing that i was committing to whether it be a work relate work partnership or um something i committed to with my kids or with my mm-hmm. my wife um i often didn't think about what how that would impact me or other people mm-hmm. And that's when I need to repent. You know, that's when I would need to repent really to be like, Oh gosh, repent to, to God, but also to myself and to mostly to the people after God, mostly to others right? for getting, I got myself into something I shouldn't have gotten into. Right. And so to kind of give you a little orientation, 
Eric and I had a commitment today to meet to record. Mm-hmm. Um, we generally have an unwritten agreement that we're doing this larger body of work. Mm-hmm. So both of us have had to cancel on some recording times because life is busy, things happen, nobody's been out of shape. It's just life, you know. Mm-hmm. You you uh, reached out to confirm today, as a matter right. of fact, right? And um, uh, and so you know between. Friends, if we have to bail, there are no consequences to the commitment of recording. Mm-hmm. The agreement we need to pay more attention to. If at some point, which the day will come, that we don't do this anymore, mm-hmm. it's just a conversation. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about that? You kind of work through that. Mm-hmm. Uh, a vow is uh, the only earthly vow that I have is to my wife. Mm. Um, and I have, um, I guess, maybe a somewhere between an agreement and vow to my kids, which I have fulfilled to raise them and care for them, but I continue to care for them. Mm-hmm. And um, and I want to care for my grandchildren. So that's maybe more in the vow kind of category. Mm-hmm. But I literally have made a vow with my wife. Yeah, yeah. And um, which is precious to me. Mm. It's like vows are the kind of thing that require great thought. Mm. Um Every vow that Israel made with God, they violated. Mm-hmm. God kept all his vows. Yeah. It's a demonstration of his faithfulness and our humanity. Mm-hmm. So these things are really kind of important to get the sense of the smallness. It's like a while ago I talked about the tentacles of this. Mm-hmm. So in my vows, there were all kinds of agreements and mm-hmm. commitments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. All these subsets of behaviors that I had in place. Um, and so for me, you know, I, I did, I had to repent of the vow. The work was paying attention to all the other agreements, commitments that had to be mm. the garden that had to be weeded. If you interesting. If you yeah. Will. That's a good example. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's a it's a level of com- level of commitment or level. It's just a it's, it's just mm-hmm. a greater um, impact um, that you're that you're making or having with with a vow. That's right. Interesting. Yeah. So commitments, agreements, vows. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any agreements or commitments that I need to look at based on? the conversations you and I have had uh, that I should maybe consider or do some work on um, that might come to mind? Well, you know, um, not one that pops in my head at the moment, but one I've watched you work on is just um, uh, changing the way you're relating to Chrissy in her work and the work that you did with her. Mm -hmm. Because there were a lot of, kind of internal agreements that I can't let that go. I've got, you know, I owe this to her, that yes. kind of language. And assumptions, assumptions in some, right. in some cases, absolutely never discussed. Right. And assumptions are a big part of all this. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as you have kind of walked into clarity and kind of faced those assumptions, you've made significant changes. Mm-hmm. And which is, I think, true with a lot of things that you've gotten untangled from. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm glad you brought that up because that was a big one. I I think I was actually afraid to confront it. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I, I, the last thing I want Chrissy to receive from me is 
think I thought that was where my worth and value came from as a husband or partially was to invest in her career, invest in everything she was doing. Um, and what's given me and us in our marriage, I think it's helped our marriage Mm -hmm. greater freedom is actually confronting that fear, realizing I heard her say, that's not why that's not what I expect of you that all those assumptions are not what I expect of you. Right. You know, here is what, what, what I expect of you. I can, and, and you know what, having that clear, now we have a clear agreement and here's the boundary. Here's where I'm going to help you best. And here's where you're going to maybe seek some help from others. And it's much healthier right. already in, mm-hmm. even in the last six to 12 months that we've been sort of living this way. Yeah. And I think sometimes I got, I get in the way, you know, she, she could actually have more success and more ex- different experiences, not working with me. Yeah. You know, okay. so that's a, another aspect of all of this that that's come from that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I didn't even, didn't even think about it already. It's sort of past, but it's really important to have those milestone moments Mm-hmm. That you can look back on and say, ah, I did it before, you know, uh, God was faithful in that before I, I know I can trust that what the next challenge is or the next agreement that maybe I need to, to address, I can, I can do that. Like, for example, I have a, this client we t- we've been talking about this season where I'm deciding mm-hmm. whether to continue to work with him as a producer, as right. a consultant to him. And we still haven't had that conversation yet. Cause it's not come due, but right. I am going to have to have that conversation mm-hmm. and I feel a lot more confident about my reasoning mm-hmm. uh, for it. And, uh, and so, you know, I'm taking my past experience and bringing it into this one to hopefully be a better consultant or coach yeah. to others in the future. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good That's stuff. Good. Yeah. Well, um, any other aspects to vows, agreements, commitments that we should address? No, I just encourage you to, um, you know, do a review of your life. Look at where have you maybe made these historically or are currently making them. Mm-hmm. Um, invite God into the middle of that. Mm-hmm. Ask him to expose those things in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and make a commitment to work on those Ironically, yeah, you, it's the, on the good sense of mm-hmm. the word. You want to make a commitment to God that you're going to partner with Him in weeding your garden, getting free of these things. Yeah, yeah, and write that down. Write yeah. what you're committing to. Write it down. Yeah, that way there's no doubt that yeah. you've made this commitment, which is a good one. Right. Um, a lot of times I'll make commitments to myself, and I'll let myself down. Mm-hmm. I probably let myself down way more. And that's part of the negative self-talk. That's where it's the cousin because the negative self-talk is a, is a sign. Oh, wait a minute. What's going, what's behind this negative self-talk? Oh, it's because I made a commitment to myself and I let myself down about this. You know, I did it again. You're a nitwit. You're an idiot. Mm -hmm. I did it again. Oh, I made a commitment. Okay. All right. Well, is that commitment? Is that really an official commitment or is that just a commitment that i that I just sort of spoke out one time or thought to myself. And so it's just kind of addressing the commitments that I've made Mm -hmm. um, and the agreements that I've made either to myself or to others and um, or to God 
and just maybe assessing what's what's healthy and what's what's maybe not right you know yeah mm-hmm. so yeah. and you're and you're saying that a lot of the agreements that may not be healthy are unspoken ones often they're unspoken because you know Satan's attack of us is to distort anything good that God has given us. Mm-hmm. So often these things are attached to our identity. Mm-hmm. And so those are unspoken typically. Yeah. Like my example, I didn't I didn't like literally hear Satan right. tell me I was stupid. Right. But it was a conclusion that I drew that was reinforced. I had that confirmation bias that we talked about last mm-hmm. episode. Mm-hmm. And um and so that's why I made the vow to not look stupid mm-hmm. because I kind of bought into it yeah. and and I didn't have the ability at eight to really adequately process that. Yeah. And there was no one there to talk to you about it. Right. And so, um, and often this kind of thing happens with children. That's why we need to be so protective of their hearts and their minds Yeah, is really helping them process through things Yeah, and understand, um, and be hopeful and positive about their futures. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to, to not do that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's really the work that's there. And that's why it is, um, you know, largely a spiritual, um, journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is what gets you freed up. And when you get freed up and you know who you are and you understand what your gifts are, Yeah. then it's like, Oh, fulfilling your purpose mm-hmm. is, uh, joy it's it's fun it's yeah. something that you do naturally and organically it's not this striving thing that our culture says that it is when you discover that it just opens up a whole nother layer of confidence and joy discovering purpose in what you're doing is is so vital and i think there's certain stages of that it's not just a one and done type thing oh, it's no. like a i remember i discovered my purpose when i was a sophomore in high school and how mm how alive I felt, yeah. you know, part of that was also hormones mm-hmm. beginning to kick in, right. but it was just a lot of just like newness and excitement about that. And, and mm-hmm. I think I remember also at 25, when I started my career, I started mm-hmm. understanding what I was good at and it's mm-hmm. self-discovery. And then again right. at 40 and when I had been venturing into another season of my career and more entrepreneurial and, you know, just recognizing. And I think this is important for you as the listener in your journey to continue to discover what you're made of Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and make the most of it. And that's what we're here for. What's inside. And what's inside. What's And this is a big part of it. Agreements, commitments, vows. Well, I, I, I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll jump into um, probably progress over perfection. Yes, the discussion we'll have it's next. Yet another cousin. We got a lot of family. This yeah. is a big family. This is a big, a big family. family. <laughs> <laughs> Some that we don't want to r- admit are related to us. Probably. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for today. We'll see you again on the next episode of What's Inside. For show notes and relevant resources mentioned in today's episode, and if you'd like to reach out to Ken to see if coaching is the right next step for you, visit ProvidentLeadership.com. That's ProvidentLeadership.com. Subscribe to this podcast and leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcasting platform.